Hey y'all, this is Eb, and I just want to thank you for tuning in to the Making Legacies podcast. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Feelings. I found myself in a place of sorrow. I found myself in a place of grief. And at first I didn't have language for it. All I knew was something was off. And I couldn't trace it back to any misstep I took. I couldn't trace it back to um, any thing that I've done that was like a consequence. I was just, my emotions were just, I had feelings. I was feeling a lot. Um, Whether it was pandemic stuff, something I've never even knew could happen, or whether it was um, relational uh, stuff that was just not working out, or um, friends just not ending friendships not ending well or um, it was just my own personal brokenness turmoil inner internal battle I just had feelings still have feelings and what I realized is that there is a place in feelings where you can honor the Lord have these feelings and he's not in heaven like hey get out of that get out of those feelings don't feel that Um, he's not rushing me to get to a place that I'm not but he's he's not just in heaven but he's sitting with me in it in my tears in my confusion in my frustration um, in my questions he's sitting here um, present with me realize and I've learned something about him in my feelings <laughs> that I may not have learned in the spirit per se. Um, I've learned something about him being the God of my emotions, the one who created me, um, that I may not have learned had I not been in this place. I've learned how to suffer with him. I think a lot of times in my life I've slipped into depression easier and slipped into a worldly grief easier because I've tried to suffer without him but I've learned how to suffer with him through this process I haven't been able to pray like I used to I've learned how to suffer with him the fellowship join him in the fellowship of his suffering That's what this album is. That's what these songs are. My process of lament, my process of suffering with him. Being able to feel my feelings, but not lean on them. Father, I thank you for allowing me to have feelings. What's up, L.A.? And for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, LA is simply Legacy Army. And it's an army of trailblazers, um, world changers, pioneers, forerunners, basically individuals that are chosen, that are different, that are peculiar, that are probably misfits or outcasts in some type of way who know that they are called for a greater purpose, um, a greater calling um, that is going to change lives and impact generations. So welcome, welcome, and welcome. Um, This episode is going to be powerful, and I know it because 
I've had to re-record this thing like two times. And this didn't happen with any of the other episodes. And matter of fact, each episode that I post, usually afterwards, there's always some type of warfare. There's always some type of battle. There's always some type of difficulty that I've had to overcome. And it's been two weeks since I posted the last episode, Legacy Redefined. And honestly, these last two weeks have been so, so heavy. So, so heavy. Um, And so I'm going to just get right to it. Um, In Legacy Redefined, we talked about how God defined legacy as impact, one word. And when it comes to making an impact, especially for the kingdom, there's a cost. And um, I gave some examples of people in the Bible who paid a huge price, but the legacy, the impact that they made is obviously so, so powerful because we're still talking about them today. Then I gave examples of a couple gospel singers, and then I gave some examples of like um, Kobe Bryant, Dave Chappelle, Lauren Hill, and some others, um, again, of individuals who have made an impact, but that impact came at a, at a great cost. And after these last two weeks since I posted that episode, Um, and things got really real, I believe that this episode is particularly close to God's heart because I believe a lot of people are in a place um, of maybe frustration, of doubt, of questions, of weariness and I'm not just talking about like tired in the body though you may be I'm talking about a heavy soul deep weariness in your heart like like Lord I need you to come through like there's no like okay Lord I'm holding on like I need you to come through on what you say I need you to come through on your word Lord I need you to strengthen me because I am at the place where I don't have anything to give. And I'm sharing from that place right now. I'm not in the place where I've yet overcome that. I'm in it right now. But here on the Making Legacies podcast, I want to be real, raw, and authentic with you, LA, because I think it's important to walk in authenticity and not just be talking it, but not walking it as I'm walking through it. And so wherever you are, I really hope and pray that this meets you where you are and we can be real, raw, and authentic together. So um, as I mentioned, um, this last week was just really in this place, y'all, where I was just feeling so lonely so lonely like nobody can understand what I'm walking through and really that's true on a certain level because only Jesus knows what I've endured what I've given up and the weight that I carry and the same goes for you um you may have friends or family or mentors um, that you can speak to about where you are, but they don't know all of what you feel. They don't know all of what you've walked through or what you've gone through um, and how it's affected you and the cost and that can be really lonely. That can be really hard when people just don't understand and you don't have the words to articulate um, what is taken 
and what you've given. Um, you can feel isolated. You can feel like on an island. And um, it could just be a lonely place. But I want to reassure you that you're not alone. I want to reassure you that not only do I understand, more importantly, um, Jesus understands. And I'm just going to share, and hopefully this episode (laughs) won't be as long um, as the others. But, you know, the Lord having his way as he always do. Um, So, yeah, specifically the last week, but especially these last few days, I have just been in this place of, Lord, I'm tired. And I don't mean like physically. I mean in my heart, LA. Like I have never been in this place before where um, I've just been like, Lord, I'm struggling to believe you. I'm struggling to believe your promises. I'm struggling to believe you at your word. I'm struggling. Like I know you're good. And I know this because I've experienced your goodness in a way that nobody else um, can talk to me about. I know that. But I'm saying, Lord, I have walked away from all that I know. I've walked away from friendships. I've walked away from community. I've walked away from a place that I considered home, um, even though it it no longer felt like home, it was still familiar. And I'm sure some of you can understand that um, I left and it was scary and it was terrifying, but I stepped out um, into this new place that you have me. And um, it's taken a lot, Lord. And I'm at this 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 job, Lord, and I'm thankful for this job because it allows me to pay my bills. It allows me to eat, and I know you're providing through this job. But, Lord, this job is not what I imagined or honestly envisioned for myself. And I, I'm doubting and I'm questioning because, you know, I look at the people that I grew up with and I see how they're doing so well with the jobs that they have. And Lord, I I surrendered my will for yours, I understand. But Lord, it looks like I'm taking L's following you. <laughs> and we being real, we being blunt on this platform, y'all. It looked like I'm taking L's. It feels like I'm taking L's following you, Lord. And this job that, at one point, I was just like, yes, Lord, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for this job. You know, that that new job excitement wore off. And I realized this job take work, like real work, like back breaking, you know, on my hands and knees, you know, calluses on my hand type job. And a part of me is just like, should I have stayed where I was, right? You know, at least where I was, uh, the money was was good. And this is, again, helping me to pay my bills, but I could be making more money where I was, though I know that wasn't your will for me. But it looked like other people who not concerned with your will and living for you, Lord, are doing just fine. <laughs> they doing just fine. Um, matter of fact, it looked like, they're successful and they're doing better than I am. And I'm doubting and I'm questioning if, 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 if I should, you know, if I made the right choice, Lord. And I know, you know, you say that as I continue to trust you and acknowledge you, you'll direct my path, Lord. And, you know, you'll exalt those who humble themselves, Lord. And, I'm trying to stand on your word, but Lord, I don't, I don't see no fruit. I don't, I don't see no evidence of, of this come to pass specifically right here, right now where I am. And, um, 
I was in a place of just anguish and grief and doubt, <sighs> um, frustration, and just really at a place of just wanting to just throw in the towel, y'all, just wanting to give up. Um, the cost seemed too high. And I just felt like, Lord, I don't, I feel like I don't have no more to give, <laughs> you know, like I, I feel like I've given you everything and yet somehow it's, it's not enough, you know, and I found myself just, just crying and just in my heart, um, man, just, just say it, y'all, just honestly in the place of just like depression um, just been in a, a felt like a pit and I, I've tried to climb out, you know, I've tried to, uh, speak those scriptures, but it was, I just struggled to believe. I just struggled, um, to really stand on what, on what he's spoken in a way that I have not struggled before. And I shared that because, um, maybe you're in that place. Um, and again, I'm in that place now. I, I've not yet come out of it, but I think it's important that I share from where I am and not necessarily where I want to be because it's here in this place of brokenness. It's here in this place of anguish. It's here in this place, um, that I can be real with y'all and raw and authentic and meet you where you are and let you know that you're not alone and we can walk through this together just as he is walking with us in it, right? Um, a lot of people like to talk about it um, afterwards from a pulpit, but I'm, I'm in the muck with y'all and he's in the muck with me and with you. And I think it's in this place that we can actually experience him on a real level. It's, it's here in this place that we can experience miracles um, when we are here naked and vulnerable and raw in a way that honestly a lot of people and leaders in church are not. But anyway, so I'm in this place. Um, and I just feel so alone. I feel so misunderstood. I feel forgotten in many ways. Um, feel used. Um, like I'm just pushing and pushing and pushing. And um, I'm like, Lord, um, I've given you everything. <laughs> you know, Lord, my, my, I've walked away from all that I know. Lord, my, my, my home don't even feel safe. I feel misunderstood by my family. They looking at these steps and moves that I'm making and it look crazy. It look like I don't have my life together, but I'm just following you and it don't make no sense. And I have all these questions being asked and I don't have answers. And I'm asking you these same questions and I'm not really getting the answers. <laughs> um, and what's going on, Lord? I feel like I'm taking L after L after L after L. Um, for you, Lord, and I'm 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 at this place, Lord, where I don't have much more to give. And he led me. I thought about that scripture uh, where foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And I remember I used to read that scripture all the time as a kid, and I didn't really understand what it meant. Like it used to, it used to always escape me. Um, but in these last two weeks where I've really felt like my back has been against the wall and I have nowhere to go, nowhere to escape, nowhere to run, no, don't really have no one to um, call on the, in the way that I desire to call them and no one to really like hold me in the way. And I'm being so raw right now, so real. Um, sometimes you just want to be, hug just want to be touched right and I feel like you know um I thank God for the people he's placed in my life but I don't want to um I just feel like I, I I don't have 
that right now in the way that I need it. And plus, um, I don't want to be needy, you know. But anyway, just feeling, you know, alone in that place. And I thought about that scripture. And um, all of a sudden, I really began to understand what that means and what that meant, you know, for Jesus. Um, not really having a place to lay his head, not really having um, a, a, a safe place um, of his own. And as I was thinking about that scripture, um, I was listening to some music and I know you heard the song in the intro and it's called Feelings by Chandler Moore. And I normally wouldn't play a whole song like that, but I just felt like I couldn't even just give a snippet of that song because it was just so, it was just so on point with where I am. And I believe where many of you are that I had to play the whole thing. So um, <laughs> I pray like this episode still get posted and, you know, side note, all rights belong to Chandler Moore and his people, Chandler and them. Um, but, um, y'all should listen to that whole album if you have not heard it, because I definitely think that it will encourage you, um, and help you to understand and know that you're not alone and he is more with you than you even realize. But anyway, I was thinking about that scripture and, um, that scripture actually comes from. Luke 9, 58-60, um, where he says, And Jesus told him, Foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another, Follow me, accepting me as master and teacher. Um, and I really just believe that the Lord was just saying, Ebony, just as I had no place to lay my head, as I was pursuing purpose in the will of my father, you are my disciple. You um, are my follower. You are a reflection of me. And you too will endure that same thing. So as you follow me, you too will feel like you have nowhere to lay your head. And I was like, Lord, I, I've given you everything, haven't I? Like, I, <laughs> I be real with the Lord. <laughs> I was like, Lord, like, how much more can you ask of me? Like, I feel like I've given you everything. Like, I know the cost is high. I understand. But like, I, I, you keep asking more and more. And he led me to Mark 10, 28 to 31. And listen to this. This is the Amplified. Peter said, started saying to him, and this is Jesus, look, we have given up everything and followed you, becoming your disciples and accepting you as teacher and Lord. And see, this is why I rock with Peter, because I feel like me and Peter, you know what I'm saying? We, we bro and sis, because he be saying exactly what I'm, I'm in my heart, like, hold on, Lord. And Jesus said to him, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, there is no one who has given up a house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or farms for my sake and for the gospel's sake, who will not receive a hundred times as much now in the present age. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms, along with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. And I think as I read that scripture, y'all, the Lord really ministered to me and said to be my disciple because the subheading for this um, this scripture is discipleship tested. And I said, wow, okay, okay. And I really felt like the Lord was just saying, if you really are my follower, if you really are my disciple, are you willing to pay the cost, even if it seems extravagant, even even if it seems like it's more than you can give. And here, um, he was saying, you're going to give up everything for my sake, but understand you will receive 
a hundred times as much um, now in the present age um, and in the age to come, you'll have eternal life. So not only will you have reward here, but you will also experience reward and eternal life. But I think it's important to say that there will be persecutions. He said you will receive a hundred times, but you'll also receive persecution. It'll come with persecution. And that's exactly what it's felt like um, since um, in these last, honestly, not even these last two weeks, but like this whole year has just felt like battle after battle after battle after battle. And um, I know if it felt like this for me, um, it's, it's been that way for y'all. Um, but he understands, y'all. You're not alone in and what you're feeling. And I think it's important that we take time, that we pause in this process of making legacies to sit in this place and allow the Lord to have these feelings, to process all this doubt and, and frustration and questions with him. Because this is the real place of transformation. This is the real place of healing. This is the real place of restoration and mending. And where we've been fractured and broken by the things that have happened to us. And things that have been said. And things that um, maybe we've even done and we've endured. It's in this place here. These moments of valleys and pits. Where we allow him to have all of this. And to speak to that. And um, I really want to. I really want to share. As I was listening to that feeling song. um, And really just thinking about. All that I've come through. And walked away from. And given. And um, all that I've endured. And really just all the suffering. Just all the, the mental anguish. And the emotional just grieving of this year man I thought about Gethsemane I thought about um and I I feel like the Lord put that on my heart and so um I was led to Mark 14 32 through 37 and I'll have these scriptures in the description um box and just know whatever scriptures I mentioned for whatever episode check out that box because they'll have the, the the Uh, scriptures there and they'll also have whatever song that the lord lays on my heart if you ever want to listen to the song but um he led me to the passage about um the garden of gethsemane and the moment where he's there and he's crying out but i've never read it in the passion translation so let me let me read it to you guys um mark 14 32 then jesus led his disciples to an orchard called the oil press which is crazy that Gethsemane um actually means the the place of pressing right the oil press Woo! can't even get into that but um that's powerful in itself he told them sit here while I pray a while he took Peter Jacob and John with him so he had an inner circle of disciples in actually not just disciples but those that he considered uh friends his inner three um he took with him and as he took them an intense feeling of great horror plunged his soul into deep sorrow and he said to them my heart is overwhelmed with anguish and crushed with grief it feels as though i'm dying stay here and keep watch with me he walked a short distance away And being overcome with grief, he threw himself face down on the ground. He prayed that if it were possible, he would not have to experience this hour of suffering. He prayed, Abba, my father, all things are possible for you. Please remove this cup of suffering. Yet what I want is not important, for I only desire to fulfill your plan for me. Then he came back to his three disciples and found them all sound asleep. He awakened Peter and said to him, Simon, are you asleep? Do you lack the strength to stay awake with me for even just an hour? Y'all, as I read this in the Passion Translation, I was crying. 
I was crying because um, I'm not going to lie. When we going through, we can have that tendency to just, to just retreat inwardly and just focus on ourselves and we lose sight of the journey. We lose sight of the process and we lose sight, honestly, of, of what he's doing in us, through us, um, and for us. And I can admit that I stay, <laughs> I stay thinking about myself. Um, and the Lord is consistently having to remind me that there's a bigger purpose and a bigger picture beyond my life and myself. Um, but as I read this scripture, what I see from this scripture is one, um, he pulled away to pray. He took his inner three, right? He took his tribe. He took um, those that he considered close to have his back to be there for him. And he asked them to keep watch um, and stay with him. And they, they, they fell asleep. They weren't even able to do the one thing that he requested of them. They they let him down. They disappointed him in the place that he needed them the most. And I, I was like, wow. Wow, Lord. And on top of that, an intense feeling of great horror plunged his soul into deep sorrow. He was overcome with great anguish and grief because he knew that he was going to be crucified soon. He knew that he was going to have to endure the suffering of the cross. And I love that Jesus is fully God, yet fully man. Because here I see his humanity. And y'all, I can't even tell you how it gave me relief. Because instead of the Lord telling me, get out that pit. Instead of the Lord telling me, you know, um, You know, those those feelings are, are are not of are not of me. You know, instead of him, you know, instead of, you know, if I would think about religion and and, and focusing on just serving and doing and not um honestly being in this place of feeling, um, I would feel suffocated and stifled. But here I felt so understood. And I pray you feel understood too as you listen, because we see Jesus' humanity here. Right, he understands. He did not want to. <laughs> yeah, he knew what was coming on the cross. He knew what he would have to endure, and he said, "All things are possible for you, Father. Please remove this cup of suffering." There was a moment he threw himself on the ground. He sweated tears of agony. There was blood. He sweated blood. You know how much agony you got to be in to sweat blood. He was overcome with grief. He felt like he was dying, yo. It said, it feels as though I'm dying in his heart, in his spirit. That's how overcome he was. Yet even in that place, he said, what I want is not important. I only desire to fulfill your plan for me. Y'all, as I read this scripture and what I really want um, to drive home, Whatever pit you're in right now, whatever you're feeling in your heart, maybe you're telling yourself to get through it. Maybe you're telling yourself to get over it, to push through. Maybe you're trying to repress it. Maybe you're trying to suppress it, sweep it under the rug. The Lord is saying right now, he wants you to bring that to him. And just as he threw himself down before the father in full transparency, rawness and authenticity, he desires to do the same with you. And he wants to walk with you in the LA. Give it to him. He's going to help and walk through it with you. Jesus understands LA. And, um, I really um, want him to have his way. And I just really want to say all that is on his heart. And I really believe that the lesson for us, for me and for you, is that as we're in this process of making legacies, as we're in this process of making an impact, of surrendering ourselves and allowing the Lord to have his way in us and through us, there are going to be moments where we are going to find ourselves in, in these places of 
anguish, in these places of questions and doubt and frustration and loneliness and sadness, not just because Jesus himself experienced these things as he pursued purpose to fulfill the the father's will for his life, um, but also because that's part of the journey, y'all. That's part of being transformed um, to point people to him, right? And not to make our name great when it comes to making an impact. This is for the kingdom. And there is always going to be a cost to making a huge impact. But LA, I really, I don't don't even want to say I, the Lord, Jesus, he really wants you to know that he is with you. He's with us. Not just in the moments where we're doing great things for him and whether it's serving, whether it's we're in our word, worship him. You know, the things that you get praised for according to religion, right? Um, and he's proud of us when we do those things, especially when it's hard. Don't get me wrong. But he's also with us in those tough moments. He's with us in those places where we're afraid and terrified. He's with us in those places where we're questioning if Lord, is this even worth it? Let's be real here. You know what I'm saying? Like I could be living a whole other life. Is this worth it? God, I don't, I don't, I don't know. He's with us in those, in those moments where it seems like we do everything right, but things still turn out wrong. Right. Um, We still try to honor him yet. We don't find ourselves um, positioned in the places we thought we would be or should be when others seem to be getting there and they're not having to sacrifice to the degree that we are, right? I'm just being real and just being transparent. Um, He's with us in these moments of frustration where we're not where we want to be. We're not who we want to be. Um, Our life is not what we pictured. We're not seeing any manifestation of what he's promised or what he said. Um, and we're given everything that we have to give. And yet even still, he asks for more, right? Let's be, let's just be, let's be transparent. Let's talk, LA. It's in these moments. He's not looking down at you saying he's disappointed when we quit, when you question. He's not angry um, at us when we're angry. He's not frustrated at us when we're frustrated. no. He's slow to anger, he's kind, and he's gracious, and he's understanding. And as I read this passage about Jesus throwing himself down, feeling intense horror and grief and sadness and, honestly, um, fear, right? He, he, he knew what was to come. He didn't, he didn't want to go through with it. He didn't want that cup. You know, Lord, if it be your will, okay. But if it if there's a slight possibility that it ain't, well then let me take it away. You know, let's be transparent. And um there was a moment in his humanity where he didn't want to go, he didn't want to do it. But he loved the Lord, he loved the Father more. He loved him more. And so even in that moment, still he surrendered. So from my own place, from my own Gethsemane, from my own place of pressing, um, I meet you in yours. And I say, give him those, those feelings. Don't run away from them. Don't bury them. Don't try to hide those feelings um, because it, it may seem ungodly or it may not seem as Christian um to be feeling what you're feeling and saying what you're saying and thinking what you're thinking but he see all that anyway he know all that anyway and to be honest a lot of times the people that are trying to act like they ain't feeling those things or thinking them things um are actually 
um, more broken inside because they're not able to heal because they're not allowing the Lord to come in and mend and restore and um, have that authentic exchange with him, right? Um, And so in a way, they put a cap on themselves, they put a cap on him, and they rob themselves of that intimacy with Jesus um, by acting like it's all good and they're not actually feeling those things. And I used to be one of the people um, that did that. And for a long time, um, I definitely realized it kept me capped. It kept me boxed up. Um, and I was fake, man. I was I was fake with the Lord. And he had to call me out and be like, you know, I see that right. Like, I see and I know all things. And you may be used to pretending with people, but I ain't them. Okay? I don't think like them. I don't see like them, right? My ways are not their ways, okay? Um, I see the end from the beginning. So, like, <laughs> I saw the beginning of that mess that you got in your heart. Let's deal with it. Let's talk about it. So, um and um sorry I ain't sorry about the length of this episode because I really feel like y'all this is a pivotal breakthrough point um for all of us in Legacy Army and this is something that the Lord really really cares about um and um he desires to meet you meet us in this place because it's in this place of realness and rawness and authenticity y'all that miracles happen. It's in this place um, where we're stripped down, bare bones, right? We don't have no more fig leaves. We naked, um, completely vulnerable with him that he is able to take our nakedness. He's able to take our rawness, authenticity, our transparency, and he's able to shape it and mold it and once we completely surrender it to him, man, he's able um, to do so much more than we even thought possible with it. And it's a moment where we get to see and experience Jesus, not as just some person being taught um, from a platform, right, from a pulpit, but we actually get to know him for ourselves. So a lot of us know of Jesus because of what we've heard and learned about him. But now in this place is where we get to know him intimately for ourselves, right? We get to know him as friend. We get to know him as healer. We get to know him as comforter. We get to know him as counselor. We get to know him as restorer. Like it's in this place right here, where we get to really have a real relationship with Jesus that a lot of people skip out on and miss out on because they would rather put on and um, pretend than take the time and honestly, the, the courage to sit with him in this uncomfortable place. But I hope and I pray that after listening to this episode, that you would take the time and make the time. Because honestly, this is a lesson, but this right here is a legacy. The lesson is that um, while there is a high, high cost to making a legacy, um, he understands that cost because he himself paid it. He paid it. And pits and valleys of these intense feelings and emotions of grief and anguish and sadness, they're a part of the process, y'all. They're a part of the journey and they're a part of your transformation into who he's calling you to be. 
Do not skip this step and do not skip this place of building intimacy and real relationship with him because this is what's going to allow you to make an impact for his glory. People are going to see on you and in you and through you the realness of Jesus' impact, the realness of your relationship is forged through the fire of these feelings, is forged through the fire of frustration, is forged through this fire that you're feeling right now. So choose to make this legacy. Choose to make a legacy. Of surrendering your feelings. Hear the heart of the Lord. My child, I understand. I understand more than you realize what you feel, what you're going through. Even when nobody else sees, even when people don't seem to hear you, they don't seem to understand, they seem to overlook your heart. They seem to underlook what you've get underlook, overlook what you've given. They seem to overlook all that you sacrifice, but I see it all. Nothing passes my understanding. Nothing passes my perspective. Nothing goes unseen. I see you. I see you. I see everything. I understand. And I'm not upset with you. I'm not upset with you for feeling what you're feeling. I'm not disappointed. I'm not let down. I'm not angry at at you. No, instead, I say, come to me. I understand you're weary in heart, weary in spirit, weary in soul. Come to me so that I can give you rest, so that I can take that heaviness that has burdened you, and I can make that light. Come to me so that I can share more of my heart with you, so that I can carry you, so that I can hold you, so that I can comfort you, so that I can strengthen you for the journey ahead because I know what's ahead even when you don't. Don't give up on me. Don't give up on my purpose and my plan because what I have for you is good. I created you. I know you. Before you even knew me, I knew you. I knew you would come to this place. I knew you would feel these things. I knew it. I'm not surprised. Come to me. Sit with me. Talk with me. I want to walk through this with you. I want to hold your hand through this with you. I want to touch you in a way that you want to be touched, but you don't have a word for it, but I already know. I know what you need and I have it. All I'm asking is that you sit with me. Let down your guard. Don't hide these feelings and emotions, but bring them to me and we can deal with them together. I'll restore your joy. I'll restore you. You don't see how right now because you don't have the eyes to see, but I do. I wouldn't ask of you what you could not give. You may not realize what all you are able to give, but I know the capacity with which I created you. The capacity that I put in you. I know it. You don't. I understand. I'm stretching you. I understand. This is all part of you growing into who I've called you to be. I'm so proud of you for how far you've come. And this is the point right here. Together, we are going to do great and mighty things. Great and mighty things. So trust me. Come to me. I understand. All right, LA. You're not alone. He's with you. I'm with you. And um, we're going to get through this, L.A. 
one day at a time, one step at a time. We're going to make legacies. We're making them now. But on the other side of this, this right here, man, I feel it. I sense it. He's getting ready to move mightily, mightily. And this is a necessary step that we must take before he can use us as his instruments, his weapons, his vessels, and his tools to make the impact that he desires for his kingdom. All right, LA. This was a long episode, I know, but I pray that the people that were supposed to hear this and are supposed to hear this find this episode, whether it's now, whether it's a year from now or years from now, there's no time for this episode. Whenever it finds you, I pray that after you hear this episode, man, um, ceilings and limits break off of you. You're set free in a way that you didn't even know you needed to be set free. And you truly begin to know Jesus for who he is and build relationship and intimacy with him in a way that you have never before, that this would just be the beginning of an amazing journey with him. All right, LA, till next time. Yeah.